You're listening to the Running Around Charlotte podcast presented by the Novant Health Charlotte Marathon. One day, five events with a race day distance for every goal and pace. Find out more or register at runcharlotte.com. This week's episode is brought to you by Pinnacle Financial Partners and Ally. They may not be able to help you hit your mile splits, but Ally can help you plan for the future. Explore all the ways you can map out your financial goals with Ally at ally.com. Ally, a proud sponsor of the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and athletes everywhere. Now, here are your hosts for the Running Around Charlotte podcast, Tim Rhodes and DC Lucchese. Today on the Running Around Charlotte podcast, we're going to talk to Philip Sanford. Philip is with Get Your Rearing Gear. It's a local 5K running event that we'll get into. Philip was in high school when his mom was diagnosed with stage four colorectal cancer. She was just 41. As a grown-up, a runner, and an advocate, Philip has picked up the cause his mother was unable to continue. He's been to Capitol Hill to lobby for better outcomes. He's also the local director of the Charlotte Colon Cancer Awareness Run called Get Your Rearing Gear 5K, coming up very soon. He also happens to be a 2023 Navant Health Charlotte Marathon Ambassador. Philip, how are you doing today? Doing, doing pretty well today. And how are you doing? We're doing great. D.C. Lucchese is along for our show today. D.C.? Happy to be here. Always happy to be here. All right. Tell us about your mom. Let's start there. I mean, it's uh, very sorry to hear about her and and, and just uh, can't imagine the journey that that was. must have been very difficult. But tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, so it was, uh, I, yeah, it was difficult, but it was also something where uh, I, I was going into my senior year of high school when she was diagnosed in, in the summer of 2000. And then she passed away in February 2006. So for my senior year of high school, then all of college, um, it was uh, is when she was when she was uh, sick, and it was advanced when she was diagnosed, and they they got her into surgery right away. But she uh, managed to just through different treatment options was managed to survive it for for um, for six years. And mm-hmm. while she was uh, while she was going through treatment going through just different things, she really used her professional um, background and her personality to advocate for patients' rights and advocate for clinical trials and advocate for access to clinical trials and to push, really kind of push the boundaries of what was available and, 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 and look out for, look out for patients versus just like looking out for, the doctors trying to um, figure out what's what's best on their end, and, and pharmaceutical companies figuring out what's best on their end, what's most profitable on their end. So, uh, she really used her professional background in media relations and public relations, and put that to good use to really get the word out about that. And and watching her do that, watching her when she was uh, sometimes you know sometimes she'd be in better physical shape and was able to travel around speaking at conferences. Uh, but then sometimes she would be in just like really, really bad physical shape and she would still do what she could um, to to advocate on behalf of, of others who just didn't have her skill set. And that and that's what really pushed me to once once I found out about the Colon Cancer Coalition and, and the Get Your Rear Gear um, uh, series of races. And um, I, and that's what made me you know, volunteer in 20, I believe it was. Gosh, I was just talking about this um, Sunday night with uh, with somebody. I think it was like 
summer of 2015 is when I joined the board. Uh, they're going through some changes and um, on the local level, I joined the board. And then it's something I'm sure both of you are very aware of in the running community and and an event management community. If you show show some interest and show some um, uh, show like the the capacity that you can that you can do what needs to be done, all of a sudden it's like, hey, why don't you why don't you actually run this for us? And so oh, yeah. in, in just a couple. And just in just a couple of quick years, I was uh, um, um, moved into the local event director role, and I've uh, been in that been there since uh, 2018. That's awesome. I I think I remember that um, event early on in the Charlotte market. It was it was up at Lake Norman Jaton Park for a couple of years, and a gal by the name of Paige Hoff used to direct that race. She's since moved think down to right. South Carolina, I believe, but. Yep. It was probably yeah. Was and Paige probably is still Paige is still ago. so so Paige is still involved with it, and and I, I'm not sure if that event was what Paige was helping with. I know she did a lot of work with uh, with managing events um, up in the Lake Norman area, but our our event started in um, uh, in 2010 was the first year they actually okay. had it was held, and and it's always been held at um, it was always held at Independence Park in Elizabeth. And it was it was held there initially because it's it's basically right next door to what was then Presbyterian Hospital. Now it's you know, Novon Health's um, Presbyterian campus, and no and Novon has been Novon slash Presbyterian was the um, has been the presenting one of the presenting sponsors since day one. They, they were the first sponsor to come on board in 2010. So, um, but now when Independence Park was closed down for construction, we uh, uh, that also kind of coincided with the pandemic, and then uh, so coming out of the pandemic, we were no longer able to uh, use that park. But we were also outgrowing the park, uh, which is a good problem to have. Right. And uh, exactly. mm-hmm. uh, we're we're now going to be for the second year in a row at uh, First Ward Park in Uptown. Yeah, and, and it's not a coincidence that the uh, Get Your Rearing Gear events are in March because March is Colorectal Cancer Awareness Month, and Correct. Uh, and it, events like this you know, all over the country, uh, to raise awareness, uh, to make it a little bit, not a little bit, but hopefully a lot easier for folks to talk about uh, cancer that is, you know, let's just cut it real, a little more personal than perhaps others might be. Do you think that makes it makes a difference uh, in folks being able to talk about this? Yes, and that's one of the, our, other than, like I said, other than raising funds, raising awareness is a big, big mm-hmm piece of why we have the event and why I have it on the local level is because people still just don't like to talk about it, which is really, really unfortunate. And I'm, yeah. I'm very open about talking about anything, which, which, um, but I know that I'm, I'm the exception. I'm the son of somebody who, who unfortunately passed away from it. So I, I have no problem talking to, to anybody about my bathroom habits, whether they, they will <laughs> listen or not, or whether they care or not, but right. it's, uh, <laughs> it, it's, but it's something that, that, um, that so so it's really two purposes of of what happens on local level. One is to get that awareness out there and get people so that they know, okay, you know, hey, I've been experiencing symptoms, but I know I'm not alone because I just met this particular person who is, um, I'm, I'm just kind of describing somebody in general, but it fits the profile. A lot of people that are impacted by it, but mm-hmm. I just met this person and and. and She's 45, but but she has 
uh, she was diagnosed when she was when she was 42 and 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 her symptoms sounded sound just like what's happening to me and it's uh and, and it's just basically getting out there that like no this is something you need to pay attention to because of the severity of it if you um if you let it advance just because of how how many systems the the colon is connected to within internally in your body how quickly it can spread to other parts of your body and really um get to a level where it's just not treatable uh which which gets to the other part of our which gets other part of our event which is the fundraising and that's where getting people in front of doctors getting people screened uh is our primary goal and and other than the small administrative fee that we have the uh, that that there we we pay for our national office to do all of our financial work, all of our marketing, everything, all the, the signups, registration, everything like that. Um, other than that small fee, everything else stays in Charlotte and goes to right. organizations that will that will get people get people screened. Whether it's it's a uh, non invasive fecal test that they can do, if they're low if they're in a, a low. Um, risk category mm-hmm. or if they're higher higher risk or at a certain age uh and they either cannot afford a colonoscopy because colonoscopies are extremely expensive even if you have insurance uh or if they do not have insurance and they do not have a primary care physician getting that colonoscopy for um for them yeah. and that testing piece is is very very important yeah. nobody on this show is a doctor so let's just clear that up real quick right. but yep. to your <laughs> point about the testing piece a the homework we did in advance of the show today uh, and in preparation for an article that will be in uh, that running email. So stay tuned for that uh, as it relates to colorectal cancer month and runners, but the no pun intended, the homework we were doing in advance of that, in advance of this interview, colorectal cancers are incredibly treatable and the survival rate is dramatically high if they're caught early, Right. Correct. I'm sure yes. you know a lot more uh, on that stats than we do. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's very treatable. And it's treatable in a way that if um, uh, if you have um, uh, polyps, I'm trying try to remember the word, but yeah, if you have polyps that, that are found during a colonoscopy, even if they are cancerous polyps that are found, it's it's a matter of a very small cut that takes all of a couple seconds and, 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 um, and, and, and even if it comes back as cancers, then you have to go in for, for different follow-ups on a consistent Mm -hmm. basis to ensure that it has not spread, but it's just a matter of, of catching a cancerous polyp at an early stage. Then it's, it's basically treated right then and there. Uh, and, And if things are, if, if things are, a little bit more advanced, but but not to the point of like stage four, where it's yeah. to the point where it's like on the border of are are we able to really treat this or not, or are we going to have to do some severe, uh, severe, very invasive, very life altering changes? Um, if it's anything like in, in stages like two and three, then you can. There are definitely lots of options, lots of treatment options, lots of things beyond um, beyond like very hard on your body chemotherapy and radiation yeah. that that are available to you if it's caught if it's caught early and it's very treatable early yeah so i'm i'm 61 i've had a uh, colonoscopy probably seven or eight years ago i don't remember but um 
51, 50 is the 50s, kind of the age where you want to have that first colonoscopy under normal circumstances, right? So that actually has been changed in the last couple of years. And I, I know, uh, Tim, you mentioned my, uh, I've gone to DC uh, one time for, for our, for one of our partner organizations, uh, advocacy work, which that will be taking place next week. Um, I'm not going, but we have two volunteers from our local committee who will be going um, to advocate for uh, improvements in policy. So uh, in the last, in the last three years, there've been a lot of advancements in the policy work, including the age recommended age that has dropped down to 45 based on a, uh, a study and recommendation by the American Cancer Society. So 45 is the is the new 50, right? C- correct. And that's no- normal risk. If 45 normal is the new 50 for yeah. normal risk. If you're higher risk, uh, that's where you have to speak with your primary yeah. care physician and uh, um, and gastroenterologist. T- tell, me, tell me about higher risk. Does that mean there's a family history of cancer or colon cancers or are there other circumstances that people should be aware of where it's like yeah you live in a certain area or part of the country or whatever that like you probably want to start having colonoscopies at 35 or 40. Uh, so so family risk is the is the primary one of, of higher risk is, is family history with the blood relative uh, other uh, other items is if you have had just a history of digestive um just a history of just digestive health issues um, for, from a younger age. Um, if you have had um, Crohn's or colitis, uh, that also puts you at a higher risk um, as well. Uh, there are some, probably some other factors, and, and, and to, to quote uh, DC from earlier, none of us are, are doctors on here. So if you want more information about really, but, but I'd say you know, some of those things are just family history, Crohn's and colitis, and uh, and any other digestive um, health issues in the past. Um, but other high risk factors, I'd say, just really recommend speaking with uh, with your uh, primary care uh, physician. Yeah, and I'll tell you right off rip, two very excellent resources for information on that are the American Cancer Society and Novon Health healthy headlines. There's a lot of information there about colorectal yes. cancer, uh, and they can yes. of course get you in touch with a with a doctor to. Move you in the right direction. And speaking of moving, before we let you go, brother, tell us about the Get Your Rear, Get Your Rear in Gear 5K and how we can connect with that. So, so that is, uh, it's going to be taking place on Saturday, March 25th. Uh, it starts at uh, 8 o'clock. Um, but it's really a, we look at it more as a community event. It's, uh, I'd say, probably about 75% of the people there are not going to be running it. There's a very, um, we're expecting another large crowd this year. We were very happy last year to have 1,200 participants uh, in our first year um, out of the uh, out of the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but the majority it's families walking, families just enjoying the the, the nice Saturday around in and around uptown. Um, but uh, but yeah, but there are some some excellent prizes if you do want, want to run it. Uh, we have some ni- nice prizes. Uh, for runners for, from uh, Omega Sports and uh, Brooks Running, so um, uh, but you can you can register or donate by going to uh, uh, donate dot uh, coloncancercoalition dot org slash charlotte. Um, I'm, I'm sure we'll, we'll be having that saved in um, in the upcoming newsletter as well. 
but we um but yeah but that's our, our main event that, that's going to be on the 25th if you can't make it on the 25th uh definitely encourage people to to donate to ensure that we just maximize our our resources that we can help families of 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 patients and help survivors and help get people who who don't have the resources to either find out if they if they are at risk or if they know they're at risk they and they cannot afford a colonoscopy get that get that screening or get like a lower cost screening to find out if if they need to do anything further um because it's one of these things i know speaking with with both of you you both know this that uh right now hosting events like this are just more expensive than than ever i know here in charlotte we uh, we were definitely we were definitely impacted by the the, the changes in some of the policies, which were probably a little bit overdue, but they, uh, when the city and county both recalibrated how they did their permitting fees and, and security slash police fees. And, and, um, and that's definitely impacted us a lot. So yes, we, we, a lot of people see like, Oh yeah, here's the, the little ticker on the, uh, on the website. But then what they don't see is where, those expenses on the background that have that have shot up in the last two years and sure, and so we've just been to really maximize things and we're, we've been really really fortunate to to keep on hosting our event at, at a high level and uh to make sure that we can just keep on serving um patients survivors and families we really need to uh just just really push to get that community support just keep that uh keep that uh going well, Philip, thank you so much for your time. Uh, thank you for the the education um, and yep. appreciate the information. And I, I hope there are some listeners out there who have said, you know what, I've been putting this off a little bit too long. I need to I need to jump in and <laughs> yeah. get get the old test yeah. done. Um, I can tell you, it's, yeah, it's painless. Um, you don't really know what's going on because they put you <laughs> under. So. Uh, you know, don't be, don't be too prideful to, to get business taken care of. Yeah. And, 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 and I'm glad you, you said that Tim, because it's really a, um, the whole, the whole thing is that if, if people really pay attention to their bodies and, and we all know this, it's, if you like, yeah, you might eat something bad and then that impacts your, your bathroom habits like the next day or two. But if you've been noticing consistent, like, pain when you go to the bathroom if you've been noticing cons- consistent like you consistent like um sharp pains just while doing everyday tasks just like in your you know right around your belly button just like consistent pains you know, that's not normal and it's not normal to have like blood in your stool like that's not normal and that's just something where we're just making this very easy to talk about just if you notice things like that just tell some tell your doctor about it and and that and and there are so many options out there for non-invasive um, testing that that will be and it's very very low cost non-invasive that most insurances will cover just like the insurance cover uh, blood work and um, and that will give an indication of all right do you need to do anything further and it's just just doing that and 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 getting rid of the embarrassment of, of talking to somebody like 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 a family member or like a, a doctor or a nurse. I mean, they, that could save your life. Literally could really save your life. Literally. All right, brother. All right, Philip. Thank you so much. 
All right, we will see you at the right, event. You. Get your ear in gear, 5K coming up. And, heck, we'll see you at the races as well. So appreciate you taking the time, my man. Yes, sir. The Running Around Charlotte podcast is presented by the Novon Health Charlotte Marathon and our partners at Pinnacle Financial and U.S. Bank. Running Around Charlotte is produced in partnership with Well Run Media and Marketing. New episodes are available every week anywhere you listen to podcasts.